Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of coagulation cascade from the hematology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this topic with the types of tests in the coagulation cascade. The two main types of tests are the PT and the PTT test. PT, or prothrombin time, tests for the extrinsic pathway function. PTT, or the partial thromboplastin time, tests for the intrinsic pathway function. The PT tests functions of factors 1, 2, 5, 7, and 10. A defect in any of these could increase the PT. The best test to follow warfarin therapy is also PT. The PT is normalized as an INR or international normalized ratio. Note that warfarin also increases the PTT time. PT is also used to measure hepatic function as most of the factor are synthesized in the liver. PTT tests function of all factors except 7 and 13. A defect in any of these would increase the PTT. Note that factor 12 also leads to a defect in bradykinin activation. The best test to follow heparin therapy is also a PTT test. Note that heparin also increases the PT time. The clinical importance of the coagulation cascade are in the following conditions. Hemophilia A and B, protein C or protein S deficiency, factor V Leiden, vitamin K deficiency, and antithrombin deficiency or antithrombin that is activated by the use of heparin. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 14-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his mother after falling from the jungle gym and developing severe left knee pain and swelling. On presentation, he is found to be in pain with a hot, swollen, erythematous left knee. His past medical history is significant for abnormal coagulation lab tests before an appendectomy, but his mother cannot recall the exact details. Coagulation tests are conducted with the following results. Bleeding time is 3 minutes. The prothrombin time is 11 seconds. The partial thromboplastin time is 53 seconds. And the bradykinin formation is decreased. Which of the following factors is most likely defective in this patient? 1. Factor 7 2. Factor 8 3. Factor 9 4. Factor 10 or 5. Factor 12 And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5. Factor 12 this patient with an increased partial thromboplastin time as well as decreased bradykinin formation most likely has a defect in factor 12 production or activity. Remember, the coagulation cascade can be divided into the extrinsic pathway and the intrinsic pathway. The intrinsic pathway consists of factors 8, 9, 11, and 12, and this pathway can be tested using partial thromboplastin time or PTT. An isolated increase in PTT can be attributed to a defect in either the production or function of one of these factors. If prothrombin time is also elevated, then altered function of common pathway members may be suspected. 
Notably, factor 12 is the most upstream factor in the intrinsic pathway and is responsible for the activation of bradykinin. Therefore, decreased activation of bradykinin implicates defective factor 12 function. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, factor 7 is a member of the extrinsic coagulation pathway. A defect in this factor would present with an isolated increase in prothrombin time rather than an increase in partial thromboplastin time. Answer choices 2 and 3 are incorrect because factors 8 and 9 are members of the intrinsic pathway but they have no function in the activation of bradykinin. Therefore, defects in these factors would lead to an increased partial thromboplastin time but no effect on bradykinin. And finally, answer choice 4, factor 10, is a member of the common pathway, so a defect in this factor would present with increases in both prothrombin time and partial thromboplastin time. In summary, factor 12 activates bradykinin as well as the intrinsic pathway of coagulation. Next question. A 37-year-old previously healthy woman presents to the emergency room with right leg pain and difficulty breathing. She recently returned from a trip to Alaska and noticed that her leg started to swell when she got home. Her medications include a multivitamin and oral contraceptives. She is diagnosed with a deep venous thrombosis complicated by a pulmonary embolism and started on anticoagulation. She remains stable and is discharged on the third hospital day with long-term anticoagulation. During the two-month follow-up visit, the patient's lab results are as follows. The hemoglobin level is 14 grams per deciliter. The hematocrit is 44%. The leukocyte count is 5,000 per cubic millimeter with normal differential. The platelet count is 300,000 per cubic millimeter. The prothrombin time is 23 seconds. The activated partial thromboplastin time is 20 seconds. And the bleeding time is 4 minutes. Which of the following factors is initially involved in the target pathway for her long-term treatment? 1. Factor 2 2. Factor 5 3. Factor 7 4. Factor 9 or 5. Factor 10 And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3. Factor 7. This patient is being treated with warfarin due to a recent pulmonary embolism. Factor 7 is the first factor involved in the extrinsic pathway of the coagulation cascade. Remember, warfarin inhibits the factors in the extrinsic pathway of the coagulation cascade. The extrinsic factors include 2, 7, 9, and 10. The initial factor activated is factor 7, which binds to tissue factor released by damaged tissue. The first factors that warfarin inhibits are protein C and factor 7. Heparin is used in addition to warfarin for the first few days of treatment due to the transient hypercoagulable state that occurs as a result of the shorter half-life of protein C and protein S. Patients with warfarin will have an elevated PT with normal PTT and bleeding time. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, factor 2, or prothrombin, is cleaved to thrombin following activation of factor 5. It is inhibited by warfarin. Answer choice 2, factor 5 is not affected by warfarin. 
Answer choice 4. Factor 9 deficiency is seen in hemophilia B. It is also part of the intrinsic pathway inhibited by warfarin, but is not the initial factor. And finally, answer choice 5, factor 10, is part of the extrinsic pathway, but is not the initial factor of the pathway. In summary, factor 7 is the initial factor activated in the extrinsic coagulation cascade. And that's all for this review about the coagulation cascade. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.